Hello, spacemans. I'm Astronik, your virtual NASA Solar System Ambassador, and welcome to Astromedy, my space podcast, where I tell you space things, bad jokes, and all science with a laid-back attitude. So whether you're on the beach, on a plane, or fighting crime, I'm glad you're listening with us today. All right. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well and, uh, you know, getting getting ready for, you know, it's we're in the middle of spring. Hopefully you're not deal- dealing with too many April showers because, you know, the clouds are an astronomer's enemy. So hopefully we don't have any clouds because we're going to talk about something fun today, an exciting topic, the Eta Acquired Meteor Shower. Uh, it's coming, you know, it's coming. Uh, what is it? How can you view it? And we'll talk about some interesting facts about meteors. All right, so first off, <clears throat> what are the Eta Aquarids? Uh, the Eta Aquarid meteors are known for their speed, uh, with the meteors traveling at about 148,000 miles per hour. And because I like to confuse everyone and switch from miles per hour to the metric system, that's about 66 kilometers per second. You're all going to learn the metric system, guys, at least my American followers. We're going to, we got to do it. The rest of the world does it. Uh, so yeah, 148,000 miles per hour into Earth's atmosphere. So fast meters can leave really bright glowing uh, quick tails that we refer to as trains, which can last for several seconds to minutes in general. About 30 Eta Equard meteors can be seen per hour during the peak of the meteor shower. While that might not be a lot compared to other meteor showers, that's a pretty good amount. Um, But they're very bright, which is really cool. All right, so quick, fast facts. Where do these uh, meteors, uh, where do they hail from? Well, Origin 1P, Halley's Comet. Uh, The radiant constellation is in... Aquarius, which is why they're called the Aquarids. Uh, and like I mentioned, the peak meteor count is up to about 30 meteors per hour, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, so they peak uh, during early May each year. Um, and I mentioned that they're known for their speed. Um, so we already told, uh, I said where primarily these come from. Uh, so, you know, bits and pieces from uh, Halley's comment. Uh, but. Where do meteors, you know, they all come from? So they do come from leftover comet particles and bits um, uh, of, from broken asteroids. So when comets come around the sun, they leave a dusty trail behind. So every year, Earth passes through these debris trails, uh, which allows the bits to collide with our atmosphere, where they disintegrate and create a fiery and colorful streaks in the night sky. Uh, since these are small rocks, they're known as meteors. And when they collide with Earth, we call it a meteor shower. So how how often does this happen? Uh, it's kind of a lot when you look at it. So uh, approximately 30 meteor showers occur uh, every year that are visible to the observers here on Earth. And some of these showers have been around for longer than 100 years. It's good to know that, you know, the planet Earth takes 30 showers <laughs> every year. Uh, Nice and clean, sort of. Anyway, terrible joke. Uh, for example, um, the the Perseid meteor shower, uh, which occurs uh, in August every year, was first observed about 2,000 years ago, and it was recorded by the Chinese. So, um, these, and these still occur. 
uh, every single year. It's a really cool meteor shower. The uh, Eddar Quarids are viewable in both the northern and, summon, and southern hemispheres during the pre-dawn hours. Uh, the southern hemisphere is preferable for the viewing as preferable viewing for the Eddar Quarids. Uh, the northern hemisphere has an hourly rate uh, between 10 to 30 meteors. Uh, this is due to the viewing location uh, of the radiant from different latitudes. So uh, the constellation of Aquarius uh, is home of the radiant. Um, it's higher in the sky in the southern hemisphere than it is in the northern hemisphere. So I, I just mentioned what the radiant is. If you're not familiar with the radiant, uh, so the radiant, uh, the point is the point in the sky in which the meteors appear to come from. So they will appear to come from the constellation Aquarius. Um, that is why we call it the radiant. So the radiant, the location where the meteors come from. So one of the brightest stars within Aquarius <clears throat> is called the uh, Eta Aquarii. Uh, and these meteors appear uh, from this area of that constellation. So to view the Eta Aquarius, you want to find an area well away from city lights or streetlights, um, which is very hard nowadays. Uh, so come prepared uh, with a sleeping bag, blanket, or lawn chair, because it does get chilly in May unless you live in Florida where it's constantly hot. Um, lie flat on your back with your feet facing east and look up. <clears throat> uh, taking, take in as much sky as possible. After about 30 minutes into the dark, your eyes will adapt uh, and you will begin to see meteors. Uh, you'll also see more stars as your eyes become more adept to the dark sky. So be patient uh, when meteor showers. Uh, I've gone out and sat in a meteor shower for two hours, didn't see a thing. And then I've gone out for five minutes and saw like 20 meteors. Uh, depending on which meteor shower it is, um, they're all different. They're all different. You gotta have patience. I do a lot of my thinking, stargazing anyway. So whenever I see a couple of uh, shooting stars, I, you know, it's it's a nice, pleasant surprise. So like I mentioned, be patient. You'll have plenty of time to catch a glimpse. Um, if you cannot find a, uh, if you can find a, a dark beach, uh, that's a nice, relaxing place. I like the the beach. I used to go in the forest. Uh, where <clears throat> where I grew up, I grew up in the woods in southern New Jersey. I tell everybody I'm from Philly. Um, because that's the closest city to where I'm from. And I lived in Philly for you know over a decade. But I'm originally from the woods in, south, in southern New Jersey, a small town. Uh, and I was always surrounded by darkness. I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, with the invention of LED lights, my hometown is not as dark as it used to be. Um, but it still gets pretty dark. Uh, whenever I do visit, I make it a point to do some stargazing. It's a good place to stargate. And it reminds me of my childhood. Uh, anyway. I like, find, I like finding a clearing in the woods because there's less light from neighbors when you're in the woods, Shot less light from shopping centers and places like that. For, for some reason, love to keep the lights on all frickin' night, you know? Hey, there's nobody here. Let's leave the lights on. Stupid. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, so there's been some cool facts a little bit in podcasts. We learned what the radiant is. We learned where the origin of the Edo Aquarids. Uh, so why don't we get into some facts about meteors? Let me give you five facts about meteors. Are you ready? You ready? Fact number one, let's go. A meteor that reaches the ground is called a meteorite. So we learned earlier that a meteor is a small piece of a comet. Therefore, a meteor that strikes the earth and makes it to the ground is known as a meteorite. I actually own a couple of meteorites. Uh, I keep them on display when I do my NASA exhibits uh, at the Grand Canyon Star Party. Uh, this guy named Kevin, uh, he, his, uh, his gig is Focus Astronomy. Follow them on Instagram. They're really good at Focus underscore Astronomy. Or you can visit them at focusastro.org. 
They're awesome. Uh, pretty, really good guy. Uh, they're primarily based out of Tucson, Arizona. And he go, uh, he comes up to the Grand Canyon Star Party. So I got to meet him last year. And he displays a full, awesome exhibit of meteorites. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, it's a really cool, it's a, a whole exhibit in its own. I have two measly meteorites. <laughs> One is from Canyon Diablo, uh, which is in Arizona. Uh, it's where the meteor struck um, 20,000 years ago and left a huge crater known as Meteor Crater. Very creative in the science world. Um, yeah, I have a piece, I have a meteorite from that meteor that crashed. Uh, you can visit that crater, by the way. Um, they have a whole visitor center. Uh, the, the meteor narrowly just missed it. <coughs> um, and the other one I have is from South America. I forget the name. It's on the notes. Um, it's on the note card in my box of goodies that was given to me by uh, Space and Beyond Box. Thank you for that gift. Um, let's see. You can come see both of them uh, at any of my in-person events. Uh, or come see Kevin's. They're, they're incredible. They're just, they're just they're, they're awesome. Uh, maybe I should, I'll leave mine at home. Uh, they're cool. People like to hold a little thing from space. I, I like giving, especially kids, that opportunity. Uh, to hold a meteorite. All right. <clears throat> All right. Next fact. Meteor showers get their names from the constellation and where their radiant is located. So the Perseids come from Perseus, hence the name the Perseids. Um, so like I mentioned, we learned earlier that the radiant is the point of where, uh, where we view comets. Uh, and that's how they get their names. My favorite is the Oranids um, because my favorite constellation is Orion. My favorite object is the Orion Nebula. And it's just perfectly fitting that my favorite meteor shower is the Oranids. Uh, Orionids, sorry. I, I always say Oranids, <laughs> the Orionids. Uh, it's, <clears throat> it's not, it wasn't always that way. Um, I used to love um, the Perseids. Uh, I first fell in love in astronomy in the fifth grade, and then I discovered the Perseids, in which um, they occur in August, so they occur in the summer, so you're off from school, it's great. And throughout that month, if you just look up You'll see a meteor if you're looking long enough, even if it's not during its peak. So I used to go outside and just sit outside for 20 minutes, look up, relax, and I'd see about four or five in that time frame. Uh, the peak is where it's at, though. Um, back in 2017, I went out to Flagstaff for my biannual trip to a private observatory, uh, which is now closed. Uh, it's no longer there, uh, which makes me sad. Um, it was a magical place. I loved it there. I actually wanted to buy it. Uh, for those who do know me, know that what I want to do in my future. That's one of the things I want to do in my future. Um, I wanted to buy it, but when it was sold, I wasn't aware of it. I, I didn't know. Um, I didn't know the uh, the owner was selling it. Uh, I absolutely would have bought it, uh, especially what I, I have the money to buy it. <clears throat> uh, so I'm ready to transition into that new path. Uh, anyway, uh, I went out during this meteor shower, and I captured I captured dozens of meteors um, with my camera. Spent several hours just overnight enjoying the vastness of a dark sky and seeing a meteor shower in a dark sky, which is just unreal. If you've never experienced a meteor shower in a dark sky, it is a whole different beast. After that particular experience, uh, it became uh, my favorite meteor shower. Alrighty, moving on to the next fact: <clears throat> comets continuously eject material with each passage around the sun. This replenishes the shower, uh, the meteoroids. So there you go. So if you're asking how these meteors and rocks and dust still exist year after year after year uh, when coming in contact with Earth, there's your answer. Comets continuously orbit the sun. They continuously eject the material, and we run into that material, and we continuously get the meteor showers. 
All right, that was a quick fact. Let's keep it going. All right, so our next fact. Meteors are sometimes observed with red, yellow, or green trails. Uh, this is because the colors are caused by the ionization of molecules, like oxygen, which appears to be green. So, um, <clears throat> you know what? Let me give you all the colors. Let me give you the other colors. I can't just give you green. Um, so when you see the colors from a meteor, uh, so these are the molecules that, that, that are here. So um, a orange yellowish is sodium. Uh, just yellow is iron. Blue green is magnesium. Violet is calcium. Red is atmospheric nitrogen and oxygen. And uh, like I mentioned, green is oxygen. Probably asking me what atmospheric nitrogen is. Uh, so uh, let me try to explain it. 78% uh, of our atmosphere is nitrogen, if I remember correctly. 78% of our atmosphere is nitrogen. Um, scientists concluded that nitrogen in our atmosphere uh, came from comets. Uh, so when a meteor with, nit with a nitrogen compound hits Earth's atmosphere, it will bring uh, on the red color. Therefore, it is called atmospheric nitrogen. Uh, that in itself is a fact. Now, uh, I, you won't, I said five. I'll give you a, that's, that's a bonus fact. Uh, I hope I explained it correctly. I'm going off memory here. Um, final fact. We'll do one more. <clears throat> All right, we'll do one more fact. Uh, radar indicates that there are 12 thousand meteors on a given night that are about the size of a piece of dust we are hit over twelve thousand times per night that's scary to think about uh so the edda quads are uh, becoming visible just about now as uh when i drop this podcast the peak will occur uh around may 4th into the 5th so go check them out it'll be a good show meteor showers are cool and they're relaxing uh and if you have terrible weather do not worry there are plenty more meteor showers coming up throughout the rest of the year. Uh, this is just a cool one to go see. Um, if my stats indicate, I do have listeners in South America. So this is the meteor shower for you guys. You know, you guys want to check this one out. Northern Hemisphere, it's not as exciting, but you still get to see some stuff. This is kind of a short podcast, uh, so let me wrap it up here. Uh, well, I just want to keep it simple topic today. The Edda uh, Aquara is kind of informational for you know those who want to go out and look up and see some cool stuff crash into our planet all right so i hope you all learned something today with some of the facts uh feel feel free uh, to give me feedback on my socials instagram facebook twitter reddit uh at astronic a-s-t-r zero n-i-c-k um the the i tried contacting the person who does have astronic won't give it to me uh just it won't it won't answer me they, they won't answer me it's not that he's saying no they just won't answer any of my messages and i fear that they'll want to charge me money as opposed to giving it up but anyway the zero is in there astr zero and ick uh, that's how you can find me on all of my socials uh so until next time be curious be creative and always look up <laughs>